Hello, and welcome to the Mod Sports Podcast. I'm Cole Levine, and I'm here with my good friend, Venetia Medi. Cole, what up, what up? What up, what up? You really want to know what up, what up, Vinay? I wanted to share an awesome app for sports fans. Vinay, Justin, and I recently started using called Daily Bracket. Daily Bracket is the only sports pick'em app giving away $1,000 plus in cash prizes and rewards every day. There's never an entry fee, so there's no risk to play. Basically how it works is there's five outcomes to pick for each day. For example, you pick the winner of tonight's Hornets Heat game. Go three for five on a day to start a streak or continue a streak. Go five for five, and it counts as two days in your streak. Continue winning every day and have the chance to win more money as the streak continues with the chance to win a million dollars. We encourage all of our listeners to download Daily Bracket and play today. Now there's a mod sports group on Daily Bracket where all of our listeners can compete against one another, compete against the host of the show, Vinay, Justin, and I. Press the menu button on the top right corner of the app. Click on the groups page, then press join a group. Search mod.sports, and the password is mod in all caps. The top performer each week will receive a weekly prize. So go to your app store and download Daily Bracket today. Definitely just go check it out. I mean, it's a free game. You have the opportunity to win a million dollars. There's, It's a very low-risk, high-reward game, I'd say. Would you agree with that, Vinay? Absolutely. Yeah, I, just go check it out. It's really fun. Uh, getting into it now, though, we have a very exciting episode because the NFL draft is on Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Correct. I am very, very excited. Are you, Vinay? Absolutely. Your Dallas Cowboys are picking four? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while before since we've drafted in the top five, so I'm really excited. Really excited. A lot to look forward to next year. But first, got to get to the draft. we got to get into the Los Angeles Rams. I almost said St. Louis. And the Philadelphia Eagles drafting one and two. And I want to get into the Carson Wentz and Jared Goff debate, Vinay. Does that sound good? Yep. Who? My first question is, who would you take first if you're the Los Angeles Rams? For the Rams, uh, they need a quarterback. Uh, right now, Case Keenum and Nick Foles are their only quarterbacks, and that's pretty much unacceptable. Uh, I mean, considering they they potentially are in a position to where they could win games immediately, um, so they need to get the most NFL ready of the two quarterbacks. So, if I were them, I'd go Jared Goff for sure. I think he's going to be the most he's going to be the most ready to play immediately. Uh, personally, I think he could be even better throughout their career. The Wentz could have something to say about that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Um. I think I'm going to disagree with you on this. I think both quarterbacks are going to be very good starters in the NFL. I just think when I look at upside and intangibles, I think Carson Wentz is the guy to go with. Okay. And you kind of have to, I feel like you kind of have to make that splashy move when moving to Los Angeles and whatnot. And reports are, I mean, it, it, like all the reports that like every big name is reporting is saying that Jared Goff is going to get number one. I just personally think that Carson Wentz is the better quarterback prospect. Yeah, I think Jared Goff is getting a little bit is flying under a little, a little bit under the radar just because uh, most people have seen him play. He went to a D one uh, FBS school. Uh, Wentz went to a D one FCS school. So obviously, a lot of people haven't even seen Carson Wentz play in a football game. Uh, I'm not knocking on Carson Wentz at all, but I just think Jared Goff, uh, kind of being the known guy, just kind of falls under the radar here. Yeah, it makes sense and. Carson Wentz was obviously a late bloomer in the draft process. I mean, it took until, was it the Senior Bowl? East-West Shrine Bowl? Was that it? When he really yeah. just, when he broke out. And I I, per, I personally was hearing rumblings right before the season ended, so I watched him in the in the uh, 
FBS division. Is it FCS or F, F, FBS, like Division Two? FCS. Is it's FC two. It's FCS. FCS Division One. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure, so I wasn't confused. I watched the championship, and he, I thought he looked really impressive when he played. Um, then he broke out. Obviously, I think Jared Goff played well last year, but you saw a lot of concerns accuracy wise. He turned the ball over a lot. Right. And then, how much do you take into hand size? I mean, obviously, they were doing measurements and stuff, and they measured uh, Jared Goff's hands, and they were below. They were short. They were smaller than what. I guess scouts wanted to see what are your thoughts on that and how much does, should that be taken into consideration? I mean, I don't, I don't think I'd, I take hand size completely into the equation. Uh, I just think it's another number like height and, uh, and wingspan and stuff like that, that they measure, but that's not who I'm, I'm going to take the quarterback. That's just better on in the games. Mm-hmm. I kind of see the argument for ball security, but I don't think it like, it like kind of, it shouldn't like, you shouldn't value someone on that just based on their hand size. Like maybe take a little in consideration, but it's not that big of a deal, I would say. Yeah. But when we're just looking at both quarterbacks, obviously Carson Wentz is a bigger quarterback. I'd say he's a little more athletic than Jared Goff is. Um, I think he has a better release. I think he has. I think he has. The, I think he for sure has the arm power to make the bigger throws. But I think Jared Goff can be better than say like a West Coast system. When you're, not make, when you're not making all the deep throws, kind of going short to intermediate, making those kinds of plays with the mm-hmm. run game with Todd Gurley also. Yeah, I just think Jared Goff has better pocket presence, and ultimately uh, that's one of the main things I, I would look for in a quarterback going into the NFL. Uh, for example, Lynn Gabbert had everything, literally every tool, uh, but he didn't have that pocket presence, and, and that's part of the reason why he turned out to not – he didn't work out in uh, Jacksonville. So I just think I think pocket presence is one of those uh, key tools that I would look for in a quarterback. Yeah, Blaine Gabber has some of the worst footwork I've ever seen in a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think so? Looking at we we you we kind of you kind of said that that Los Angeles should take Jared Goff fit wise and whatnot. Do you think that Philadelphia? The who do you think is a better fit for Philadelphia? Um, well, they, they spent a lot of money on Sam Bradford and Chase Daniel to be their one and two. Uh, that's why I was really, really puzzled when they made the trade in the first place because they gave up a lot. You have to give up a lot to move up into position to draft second. Um, so I was definitely really surprised that they, uh, they moved up to try to draft a quarterback that's not, that most likely will not play a snap this year. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I kind of disagree with you. I don't think money should be in factor in this. I think you should try and find as many guys as you can, and hopefully one of them comes out well. And I mean, we're looking at we're looking at two guys that are expected to be starters in the NFL one day, and it, it it's kind of hard to just throw. It's hard, kind of hard just to be competent with having uh, Sam Bradford and Chase Handles as uh, as only quarterbacks on your roster. I mean, but they're not even going to play this year, and I don't know, just. And behind those two quarterbacks, like if you're going to groom a guy, have a groom. If you if you don't believe in Sam Bradford and Chase Daniel, then have a have like a I mean a good quarterback to learn behind a quarterback that started for many years. That's who I'd groom behind, not it, Sam Bradford or Chase Daniel. Yeah. Is it for sure a thing where he's not starting this year? I mean, we saw with Russell Wilson a couple of years ago, and Matt Flynn going into camp was the guy all along in that uh, throughout the entire camp. Then Russell Wilson like took the starting job towards the end, and then the rest is history. I guess you could say. 
Yeah, they, I think they've they've said Sam Bradford was going to start. They in Seattle that year, they it was going to be an open quarterback competition. And I mean, also you think about the coach that Pete Carroll was. I don't really know much about Doug Peterson as a head coach. I don't know how he'd operate in that case, but uh, I mean, I would be I would be surprised if Carson was. He kind of he kind of operates the way that Andy Reid did. I mean, offensive coordinator in Kansas City. I believe he was with them in Philadelphia also. It's kind of just – they just went back to their old ways, I think, at Philadelphia, yeah. head coaching-wise. Kind of safe in a, in a sense. Um, I mean, who's to say that Sam Bradford's going to be on the team at, by the end of the week, though? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, I think he should just, like, I don't know, not complain about getting paid all that money to, to start. I mean, you're still the starting quarterback. You haven't proved to be healthy. You haven't proved to be a, a above-average quarterback, really. Uh, he had one of the worst QBRs in all football last year, which I mean, I know QBR can be excused that sometimes, but if you have one of the worst QBRs in football, then I think you're a pretty bad quarterback. Yeah, uh, so we're just basically getting out of the Sam Bradford right now. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, um, so yeah, you were just overpaid this offseason. You got a two-year, $30 million deal, I believe, and I believe $22 million of that is guaranteed. So you haven't proven yourself in any sense, yet you're making – a yearly salary up there with the top quarterbacks in the league. You shouldn't really have a right to talk so you're making that much and you haven't proven yourself on the field to even make that much money. So just, 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 just shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Uh, Chase Daniel was interesting. was interesting bringing him in. I thought it was on, I thought he came, it was coming in on a good deal. I mean, it wasn't that expensive and a lot of people were thinking that he could be a starter someday or they were seeing starter qualities in him when he but when he was behind Alex Smith in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, he's always shown to be, uh, I thought, a good quarterback whenever he's gotten time. So I'm surprised that somewhere, I mean, there's, a, there's 32 teams out there. I'm surprised he's not one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL to get a starting job, really. If you're asking me personally who I'd rather have as my quarterback if I was the Texans last year, if I would take Brian Hoyer or Chase Daniel, I think I would take Chase Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add on the subject for now? No, that's it. That's all you got? Let's move to the uh, San Diego's Chargers pick at number three. So they're, they're kind of torn between two guys, I would say, right now. It hasn't really come out who they're strongly like siding on. They released Eric Weddle this offseason, so safety is a need. Left tackle, their tackles aren't are somewhat overpaid, haven't been that great. So the debate is Jalen Ramsey and Laramie Tunzel. What's your what are your thoughts on this, Finney? Yeah, I mean I think there's other names that could be thrown in here too. I think the Forrest Buckner's definitely a name to watch out for. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, yeah, but San Diego might as well have the number one overall pick because they're gonna they're gonna get their picking of the top non quarterback in the entire draft, which they wouldn't have drafted a quarterback most likely. Uh, with Philip Rivers at the helm. So, I mean, they're in a really good spot here with the trades that uh, leapfrog them with the Eagles and the and the Rams. Uh, personally, I would I would look at Tunzel and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, those would be the two that you talked about. I, I would eye on those two. Jalen Ramsey, I think, uh, would be the pick for me. Uh, they gave up 44 touchdowns last year. I think we need a playmaker on defense, especially with the loss of Eric Weddle, who's been the big a big trademark, just the beard in the in the defensive in the secondary. Uh, Laramie Tunzel is going to be really really good in the league. He'll be a perennial all uh, all pro. But uh, I just think the defense needs a playmaker and a star, and I think that's what I'd go with. All right. Um, 
I agree. They definitely do need help. I think that secondary is the deepest position in this draft, though, which we'll get to later. So I don't think it's necessarily something that you have to attack right now. I think there are four tackles in this draft that you look at and say, like, these are guys that can play left tackle for me in the NFL, and that would be Laramie Tunzel, Ronnie Stanley, Jack Conklin, and Taylor Decker. I think if you're San Diego, you have to get one of those guys. Um, I think I just don't think they've – their line has protected Philip Rivers enough. Uh, their right, I forgot what their right tackle is. I'm sorry for blanking on it. He, he, he was hurt from the beginning of last year and then on. Uh, the only concern why I would see them going secondary over tackle is they have $10 million. They have a $10 million cap hit on those, their two starting tackles for next year. Mm-hmm. So I could see them saying, well, we're already paying this position a, lot, a good amount of money, so let's go somewhere else where we need a lot of help, which makes sense. I just feel like left tackle is a more valuable is a more valuable position than safety is, and you have to protect your quarterback, especially when it's a guy like Phil Rivers that can lead a pretty solid team to the playoffs. I think what's going to end up happening with this pick is going to get traded down. Uh, I would put the odds on this pick getting traded uh, at about 40 to 60. Uh, but personally, I think it's going to get traded. Uh, just come draft time when the Chargers are on the clock, teams are going to be calling, I think. Those two players, uh, Laramie Tunzel and Jalen Ramsey, and even potentially Ezekiel Elliott, teams have fallen in love with him lately. Uh, those are players that teams would want to trade up for. But I think, uh, I don't know, you couldn't even name a Chargers defender right now. Like Manti Teo is a famous name, but I mean, they just need playmakers on the defensive end of football. I think they need to start remaking their team, if you will, and they need to start having a, have an identity because um, they're not going to compete with even if Laramie Tunzel's there with Philip Rivers. I think they need to look forward to the future, and I think they need to draft a star, and I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be potentially the best player out of this draft, and I would draft him for them. Uh, I mean, I, I somewhat disagree with you. I mean, I can name, like, Jason Verrett, who's a really solid cornerback. I can name Brandon Flowers, who's a, a average, above-average cornerback. He used to be a great cornerback. Uh, I just think the value of the pick means it should go left tackle, mo- second most important position in football. Um, I could see them trading down. I personally don't think they will just because, I mean, why Why would you pass up the opportunity to get an elite talent when you need one of these two guys? Because you need more more picks. Yeah, so I understand that, but, I mean, neither of these guys are – there's a pro- high probability that neither of these guys is going to be here when you're looking to pick again. And I, I, mean, think they need, I think they need one of these guys. They could. I mean, you could also I – mean, if you trade down to about – Say if you switch spots with like the Buccaneers or the, the or the Giants or someone like that that is looking at Jalen Ramsey specifically, and you can get one of your tackles. You can get Conklin, uh, Tunzel, or Ronnie Stanley at the same spot, and still add with like a third round pick. I mean, the Chargers would. I would do that if I were, if I were the Chargers. I mean, it makes sense. I I could see them trading. Um, I think there are a lot of teams that are looking to trade up in this draft. I think there's a lot of talent up high and then the talent kind of the talent level kind of drops off later there's not a lot of depth i would say so i think it's important to have around a top six or seven pick and try and get one of those elite guys in this draft that's fair uh you ready to move on anything else you want to add that's it that's all you got um before we move on though Vinay, i have a really 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 important question to ask you what's that have you ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online cool all the time me too. It's it's so frustrating that most sites just make it so complicated, and then they try to sneak in huge pieces of checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. They made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets. 
SeatGeek is the only place I ever go to look for tickets to a game or concert. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I, I actually have been using it the other day. I've been looking for Rangers tickets. I like to go to these sporting events. Yeah, and Stars playoffs are still going. I want to go to another game. Yep. SeatGeek is taking all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. SeatGeek pulls all the tickets available on other sites into one place, so you save time and never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming events, and SeatGeek will let you know if ticket prices fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value, so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always, and I mean always, honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, SeatGeek shows you the full ticket price from start to finish and never surprises you with the huge fee at checkout. Listeners to the show get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, enter promo code MOD20, that's capital M, capital O, capital D, 20, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code MOD20, that is capital M, capital O, capital D, 20, today. Okay, Vinay, you ready to talk about your Dallas Cowboys? Absolutely. America's team? You said it, not me. Hey, I mean, I don't, I don't like to say it, but that's the, that's what they've been labeled for a long time. So I gotta respect it. Um, this is gonna be a really interesting draft pick. I think this this draft pick, I think this pick right here kind of sets the tone for the rest of the draft. Would you agree with that? Uh, that or the Chargers pick? Yeah, the yeah. Chargers pick could make a little. Yeah, I could see the Chargers pick just if, especially if they go Tuntle, then it kind of changes a lot of things. But the, I mean, the Cowboys, I think they're going to be one of the favorites in the NFC next year. I think you agree with me, right? I mean, absolutely. I think I they're, thought, I think they're they top two. Or, I think they're a top three team in the NFC right now. I would say. Yeah, I think if they're healthy last year, they would have definitely contended with the Panthers. I thought for the. Uh, right to go to the Super Bowl. I just thought, I mean, Green Bay was weak last year. Uh, I wasn't a buyer in Minnesota or Seattle last year. Uh, I was really confident about the Cowboys last year, and then injuries happened. And it was part of sports. Yeah, they're definitely in that. I think the char- uh, Sorry, not the. I think the Packers are going to be a lot better next year when their receiving core is healthy. When they add another defensive piece in the draft, I think they had multiple defensive pieces in the draft. And then obviously Carolina once again. I don't see them. I mean, I don't see them losing only one game next year. But I think they'll be at the top of the NFC, along with the Cowboys and Packers. Maybe the Cardinals again. Yeah. Uh, but going into the Cowboys, there are a lot of different ways they can go with this. What are your thoughts on this, Vinay? Because I know you have a really interesting thought. Yeah. No, I thought uh, before before about two days ago, before about the before the Dallas Cowboys press conference about the draft, I thought it came down to three players. Ezekiel Elliott, Joey Bosa, who were both at Ohio State, and then Jalen Ramsey, who we talked about before, from Florida State. Um, since that, After that press conference, I was like, okay, I don't think Joey Bosa is really in the running anymore for the spot. Um, and they know it's gonna, that one of those players between Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Ramsey are going to be there at four, so I think Joey Bosa is out of the equation now. Uh, I really didn't really agree with the whole media perception. I think Joey Bosa is going to be a hell of a football player at the next level. Um, I don't know if he's not going to be he doesn't have the potential to be just like a super superstar I don't think unless something drastic changes he just doesn't have the explosiveness or the like kind of the quick pitch pursuing uh, power as an edge rusher that you'd love to see at the fourth overall pick yep. but I mean I think Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Ramsey are both going to be superstars in the NFL for a long time yeah I agree with that um, 
I agree with you. I think it was down to three players. You're probably right. It probably is it down between Ezekiel Lee and Jalen Ramsey. So <clears throat> I guess the pick kind of comes down to where the Chargers are at this point. Uh, who do you personally think they should go for? Who do you want them to go for, I should say? Who do I want them to go for? Yeah, I not, think, not necessarily who they will go for, but who do you want them to go for? Yeah, I think uh, I would love for them to get Ezekiel Elliott. I would buy his jersey the next day as soon as possible. Um, I really, I really, I mean, it's, he's the sexiest pick, I think, uh, just because the Cowboys and all that, and just the, his highlights are so much more fun to watch than Jalen Ramsey's. I've been watching all these guys' highlights uh, for about the last month or so. Um, and I just loved watching Ezekiel. He just does everything, literally everything you want out of a running back. Uh, one of the most complete running backs I, I can remember in a, quite a while. Uh, Adrian Peterson was a hell of a football player coming out of Oklahoma, and we saw what he did in the NFL. But I don't remember him. He wasn't the receiver that I think Ezekiel Elliott was coming out of the draft. And I think Adrian Peterson's a better runner and all that. But Ezekiel Elliott's one of the most complete running backs we've seen come in a long time. And I think he helps both sides of the football. Uh, yeah, you saw what happened to the defense when Darren McFadden and uh, I mean it was like a running back by committee last year with McFadden Dunbar when he was healthy for that I guess he was hurt for the first game and then uh, uh, Ronnie Turbin sorry Robert Turbin I should say um, I mean if you just throw a superstar behind that or star running back behind that offensive line I think you could have the potential for a Russian champion I think he could surpass Marco Murray's 2014. Uh, running running total when he ran for the league rushing title um and he just helps out the defense and offense i think he's going to make the most impact uh immediate impact of any player they could draft for that at any position uh for this year which i mean if they're going to be a super bowl contender i think that's kind of how you look at it i see what you're saying i just have a question why did you leave out the running back that arguably had the greatest first half in the nfl history and joseph randall yeah, I'm, I don't. Wanna, I don't talk about Joseph Randall on the show. He's a. He, I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> okay, but getting back to Ezekiel, you're right. Most complete back that I've seen probably since Adrian Peterson. The best. I, he probably will be the. I think he'll be the best running back since Adrian Peterson. And then, like drafting wise, I mean, like Le'Veon Bell is obviously there, up there, and guys like that. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Obviously, I think if that's the win now move. A lot of the issues last year was, you're right, keeping the offense on the field for long periods of time and then finishing in the red zone in the run game, which the Cowboys struggled with drastically last year. And I think as you go, it's that guy that can finish in the red zone, get those one-yard, two-yard touchdowns that you need. All right. I just think, I mean, part of it, Michael Irvin said it best. Uh, a lot of those guys, you could put anyone behind that offensive line to get the yards and whatever. But we really struggled last year on third and one, fourth and one situations and getting actual touchdowns, which yards are all cute and all, but it's the touchdowns that matter when it comes down to it. I think this guy has a knack for getting into the end zone. Whatever way he has to do it, he just gets in. Yeah, uh, you're, I mean, you're right about that. But if you're looking for the biggest, just going on the playing devil's advocate here, looking for the biggest need, obviously I don't think running back is there right now. It's probably a defensive line and then, Secondary, and you could honestly, you could probably put a middle linebacker in there just because it's hard to trust the health of Sean Lee and Rolando McClain playing the first four games of a season doesn't happen a lot. Um, but I think I think defense could be a way to go. I think you could pick if you're comfortable with Miles Shaq's health, that'd be a way to go. Jan Ra- Jalen Ramsey is obviously the best prospect left if Laramie Tunzel's taken, um, and he could be immediate help, and it'd be a very very bright future cornerback future with Byron Jones and Jalen Ramsey 
Or you can go Joey Bosa, who y'all, I, the Cowboys do need an edge rusher right now, which makes sense. And this is kind of a weak draft in edge rushers, so it's kind of be it's going to be hard to find a good a, a good steal later in the draft. But yeah, if you're if you're if you're looking to win a Super Bowl next year and in two years from now and whatnot, then you're probably right. Ezekiel, it's probably the way to go. Yeah, I think I don't know. Jalen Ramsey is going to be a superstar, like I said. I believe if he's put in the right situation. Um, I don't think the Cowboys run a defense that's completely suited to his needs. Where if you're drafting a number four overall, you want a guy that's uh, that fits your defensive scheme. They don't run a lot of cover three man. He's going to have to play corner here uh, because Byron Jones is going to be a safety uh, more than more likely, most likely. Um, and I think he's going to be he's going to do a good job here if we draft him. Um, I think right now it's a it's a fifty fifty proposition between those two though. Uh, I would take Zeke Elliott the reasons I said before. I just think the dude's going to be – he could be the rushing champion this year immediately as a rookie, and I don't know. You also have to think about how he has fresh legs compared to any other running back you'd have. Uh, I mean, just think about his explosive ability to get through the hole compared to a guy like Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden. And I think Lincoln Bar's more of a receiving receiving back that you put in third, third down to be really fun if Zeke Elliott came and you put a little split back with him and – Lance Dunbar at the game at the same time. Obviously, I mean, obviously with losing Greg Hardy and him probably not coming back, head rusher is necessary, but with the way that Rod Marinelli runs his defense, that kind of, like, it kind of magnifies the need because he doesn't, like, he doesn't blitz at all. Like, he, re- he relies on the front four to make the play and basically just drops everybody back and puts them in coverage. So that kind of, like, hurt. it kind of hurts when you're not getting sack numbers and whatnot because you're not applying pressure enough. Right, I just think there's going to be, I don't know, if you're talking about Bosa, I think there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be more defensive events to be had later on. I think a Dodd is going to fall to the second round, and that's where I'd completely, I'd snag up if he was there at the second, at the second round pick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I also think you'd get a DB, like a Carl Joseph out of West Virginia is a guy that you could play at safety, uh, and you could have Byron Jones, I guess, and theoretically uh, play corner. For you. I mean, they have a lot of options here. Yeah, there are a lot of yeah. I personally don't think Kevin Dodd will make it, but if he makes it, I mean that that should be the easiest pick of the year, honestly. Unless yeah. Laramie Tunsil falls to Baltimore, and then you don't even need like you should like the envelope should already be at the front. Right. I think I don't know. One of these guys is going to fall. Uh, it just happens every year. A really really good football player is going to fall. I feel like the Cowboys always snag him up, whether it's Randy Gregory. Uh, and just examples in the past. I just think, I mean, it always happens every year, so it's going to be interesting to see which which guy that is this year. Yeah, I'll be curious to see that also. Is there anything else you want to add here? That's it. Oh, you got? Uh, let's move yeah. on to Jacksonville. Really, really interesting team going into next year. I think they'll be real. I think they'll be not really good. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be contending for a wild card spot in the playoffs next year. I finally think they're kind of starting to turn it around, and I think the direction they should go is defense. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. You'd agree. Uh, I mean, if Jalen Ramsey's there, then I think that has to be the pick. If my, I think Miles Jack, if they're comfortable with his knee, that has to be the pick. That could be a pick. Joey Bosa falls. That could be a pick. Need an edge rusher with Malik Jackson playing on the inside next year. Could use a linebacker better than what Paul Poslesny. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Then obviously they need secondary help. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Jaguars? I think they're a candidate to leapfrog the Cowboys potentially and draft get the three spot. I think Jalen Ramsey picked a lot of what they do uh, in terms of a Mike uh, Mike Pettin. Sorry, 
What's the coach's name? I'm blanking completely. Gus Bradley, my bad. <laughs> Bradley, Gus Bradley, uh, uh, he obviously coached in Seattle. So that's a, that's a perfect fit for Dalen Ramsey. He's a Richard Sherman type of corner where he could press cover uh, at the cornerback position. Uh, so I think Jaguar could candidate trade up. If they stay here, though, I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be gone. Either to San Diego or Dallas. So I think I would look at Bosa or, or even take a flyer on Miles Jack. Uh, if Miles Jack, if healthy, would go in the top go in the top four or top four five uh really it just comes down to health for them yeah that's the reason why he could go down to 10 joey bosa i think would be a good fit here just because i think he's gonna i think he has the the highest floor if you will of any of these defensive guys i just think he's i think he's gonna be good barring off-field issues which i, th- I don't think there are any off-field issues anymore with him i think part of the off-field issues with him last year was just the uh well, than just being a college kid, really. And I think all that's going to be over with. Yeah. Uh, so I'd probably go Joey Bosa here. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it depends on what their status of Dante Fowler is. Obviously, a high draft pick last year was hurt last year. Kind of got had some off-field issues, in a, in a sense. But yeah, Joey Bosa could be the pick. I'm, I would probably take... My, if So if Jalen Ramsey's gone, I'd probably take Miles Jack, just because I think middle linebacker is a need for them and why not get someone that could honestly might be the best he could be the best player in the draft if if he's healthy through his entire career yeah um is there anything else you want to add here i actually do think i want to add i think they're a team that could trade back i think why not gain more assets there are a lot of corners in this draft that's a very deep very deep at corner in the first round especially i think guys like william jackson and eli apple if they they have the ability to trade down in that range where they'd go then that'd be a really good scenario right there yeah i think uh mckenzie alexander who i fell in love with at the uh college football playoffs i think he could be a potential uh a potential pick second round, which would be really good for them if they could get Bosa and McKenzie Alexander. Those are two uh, potential stars, really. Yeah, definitely are. And so, nothing, nothing, anything else you're not here? No, I uh, think the Jaguars are going to be. I think more predictions right now. I think they'll win the AFC South next year. But but bold, bold, bold. Just a bold statement. Okay. Part of, it, part of it we have to think about is that they also they're going to be really good next year, no doubt about that. But they also get the they they have an easier schedule by default as opposed to everyone else in the division because they finished last in the division. Yeah. Other than but the Titans aren't going to really contend. I think it's a three three team race there with the Colts, Texans, the Jaguars. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, obviously, I think the Cowboys are a lot better on on, on another level, but they have, they're kind of in a similar situation where yeah. Washington wants to contend the NFC East again, but they're playing the toughest schedule while the Cowboys have the easiest schedule. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Not uh, a fan of the rule, by the way, at all. What was that? I'm not a fan of that rule whatsoever. Yeah, there are a lot of rules. There are a lot of rules I'm not a fan of, especially in the NHL playoffs, which we can get into another day. <laughs> All right. Um. So I just want to do. We just want to do a little quick survey, I guess you could call it. Um. So we have a bunch of questions. Wanted to ask you, Vinay. I'll answer them also. So let's just get into it. First question: Who do you think the best player will be in the draft when it's all said and done? 15 years from now, careers are nearing an end, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, sneak preview to the mock draft we have at the end of the, at the end of the podcast. I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott to the Cowboys. I just think him running behind that offensive line, he's going to have a potentially Hall of Fame career. If injuries, barring injuries, I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott. What about you? I'm going to go Flaherty Tunzel here. Uh, 
think he's going to be an all-pro multiple times. Uh, obviously, that'll mean he's a pro bowler multiple times. I think he'll end up being a Hall of Famer. He'll be one of the left tackles in football in a few years, I would say. Yeah, I really compare him a lot to Tyron Smith, and he he might have a better, uh, just like better technique than Tyron Smith coming out of college too, which is freaky to think about. Yeah, very freaky. Really good in the pass game, but he's he's pretty he's pretty solid in the run game also, which you don't see a lot on the left side. Yeah. Uh, next question: Best quarterback outside of Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. This is really really interesting. Uh, Paxton Lynch would be the pick by most. Uh, I think what's going to end up happening to him, I think he's going to go to a bad fit like San Francisco uh, or somewhere else that uh, he's going to be asked to do too much where uh, he's limited in a lot of areas. And I think uh, I think ended up it's going to be Connor Cook. I think Connor Cook's going to go to a good fit uh, <clears throat> like a Denver or a Dallas or somewhere like that where I think a lot of his issues are, are uh, part of his issue is that he wasn't the captain of the first team, which I think had been a little bit overblown. Because, <coughs> I mean, if you can play football, you can play football. So I'm going to go Connor Cook. Right. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the highest on Connor Cook. I'm just going to go Paxton Lynch. I think he's the third best quarterback in this draft. I think you're right that if he's going to a bad team, bad situation, then it's not going to work out well. I'm still going to go with Paxton Lynch. Guys to look out for that I think could maybe not be like in a great quarterback but could start someday I would say like in the later rounds would be Kevin Hogan and Jeff Driscoll yeah that's true yeah there's quarterback going to be had at every round of this draft which kind of makes it special there's an intriguing quarterback prospect in every round and whether it's a project uh, or a guy you want to start immediately uh, they're all over yeah really excited we'll see where all the quarterbacks end up I would be happy to see the Texans draft another a third another quarterback just to throw under the fray Mm-hmm. In the later round, mid to later rounds. Uh, next question: Who do you think is going to be the most impactful defensive player in this draft? This is really interesting. I think Miles Jack potentially could be if the knee injury, uh, knee injury does holds up. I should say, uh, but that kind of worries me just because he's going to be he's going to potentially fall out of the top ten. We don't know for sure yet. Obviously, the draft's uh, Thursday, but I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey. I think he's going to be a superstar. Like I said. Uh, I hope hopefully he ends up in, a, in the right spot for him too, uh, and he just can show who kind of guy he is. Yeah, uh, Jalen Ramsey is pretty. I mean, it, it's probably it's a really good pick to make there. I'm going to go Miles Jack. I think he'll be healthy, and I think he'll be one of the best. I think he'll be one of the best middle linebackers in the league in a few years. I think he has the ability to play the the rush. Has the ability to stop the run, cover. I think he's just a complete linebacker. Yeah. Um, next question. Best receiver. Uh, I'm gonna go Josh Jackson. I loved watching him last year with TCU. I watched a lot of TCU football games last year for some reason. Um, part of the intrigue with Trayvon Boykin, but I mean, he always looked to Josh Jackson. He always threw uh, threw the jump ball to him. I remember the Texas at Texas Tech game. He absolutely dominated uh, Texas Tech, who was not bad last year at all. Uh, I just think he has everything: leaping ability. Uh, Route running, uh, I just love the jump ball factor, and I think if he goes to a team like potentially Houston uh, next to DeAndre Hopkins, that'd be really, really good for his career. I think I'm going to go Josh Dawson there. Yeah, um, 
just to throw Houston in there, I guess. Uh, personally, I want the Texans to draft either a defense, like a 3-4 D end or a receiver. Obviously, I think those are the two biggest needs. If they go receiver, I think the best receiver is Josh Doxson, and I think he will. I, I personally think he'll be available. Maybe Tennessee takes him at 15, but I just think it makes. I, I'm always I'm 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 bigger on talent over speed. I think talent's more valuable than speed. The Texans obviously need speed in their offense, but when you have a guy like Brock Osweiler who might struggle a little bit, I think it's just easier to get a guy that can go up and get a get a ball rather than a guy like Corey Coleman that relies on speed, not a very good route runner, has a little hand issues, whatnot. But yeah, I'm gonna go Josh Doxson. That's fair, yeah. Um, next question. Biggest steal in round one. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Miles Jack here if he falls out of the top ten, which I think he has the potential to. Uh, this obviously depends on the injury. I'm like I said before, I'm really worried that teams are are passing on him for this for this knee injury, and people have said it's a time bomb waiting to happen, uh, which I feel really bad for the kid because he's a hell of a football player. Uh, he was in college; he played running back and all that, which is ridiculous to me, running back and linebacker. Um, but I'm gonna go him. Yeah, I mean, great pick, especially if he falls out of the top ten. Uh, I'm gonna get Robert Camdiche from okay. MS. Obviously, major off the field issues. Uh, not the brightest guy in the world, I would say. <laughs> but if you if he fall, I think I, I think he'll be around the end of the first round if he goes to a team like Seattle or Denver or Carolina, just a place like that. I I could see I see big things for him. Yeah. Uh, next question: biggest bust. Uh, I think Paxton Lynch, like I said, is going to go to a bad fit uh, for him. Uh, so I'm going to go Paxton Lynch. Uh, I'm going to go with Ronnie Stanley. Uh, might not be, might be a little surprising to hear that when not. I think Jack Conklin is going to be end up being a better tackle than him. I could see Jack Conklin being picked before him. I think Jack. Uh, when you just look at the two, I think. Ronnie Stanley has the size, power, et cetera, maybe some of the technique. I just think uh, I, there's a lack of passion in his game. And, yeah, that's probably his biggest issue. Yeah. Which could hurt it later. That's fair. I've, I've heard teams think like him more than Laramie Tunzel, so it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, next question. Deepest position in the draft. I'm going to go wide receiver here. Uh we talk about Doxon, like on Treadwell, Will Fuller, uh, Corey Coleman. I think the draft is loaded with these guys that could immediately play as number two receivers, potentially get to number one receivers. Uh, I'm going to go wide receiver. Right. And you, I didn't even talk about Braxton Miller, who has the potential to be just a Randall Cobb type and does everything for you. Yeah, there are a lot of guys in the middle later rounds that you could see that I think can end up being really good. Guys like Leonte Carew, Sterling Shepard can end up being really good. The only reason why I didn't pick them is I just I think they're missing that top talent, like a top 10, top 15, for sure top 10, top 15 pick that we've seen in previous years. That's my only setback there. I'm going to go with cornerback. I think all all throughout the entire draft, it's just deep. You could see, you'll see you see many cornerbacks go in the first round, probably off the top of my head, maybe four, maybe five, honestly, if Mackenzie Alexander goes in there also. Yeah, I just think it's a really deep position. I think a lot of these guys are going to turn out to be really good this year. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is the last question. Yeah, last question. Best, uh, sorry, 
Oh, sorry. Who do you think is going to have the best career out of last year's quarterbacks and this year's quarterbacks? So that's Seamus Winston, Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. Those are, I'm just talking about the top four guys. Uh, I'm going Marcus Mariota. Uh, I think that whole Tennessee trade, trading out of the one spot when they were kind of just put in that position, uh, getting as many draft picks for that spot as possible. Uh, I think they're going to do really well with those draft picks. I think it's going to be, I'm not saying Jared Goff's going to turn into RG3 or anything like that, uh, but that has the potential to be a good haul. And if you talk about the Rams and the RG3 trade, they didn't even do that great of a job, but they still won that trade by a landslide. So yeah. I think if Tennessee can just make the right draft picks, they're going to be in the in the in the driver's seat for that division for a while. Yeah, um, I'm Marcus, good pick. I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. I think I thought he was the best quarterback coming out last year. I still think he's going to be the best quarterback. I just think all the intangibles he's proven. Um, he has he has a nice receiving core that he can play with. He can throw the ball to Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. Uh, there are a couple pieces on the offensive line that need to be worked on. I think that could be somewhere that they go in the first round. And, yeah, Doug Martin having a little resurgence. I think he's going to have the offense to be successful in his career. Yeah, I mean, that's, very, that's a really good pick. I thought it was between those two. Uh, just because I haven't seen what golf and Wentz are at the, at the next level, I can't really I, – I could have gone Wentz, but I, Philadelphia always worries me uh, with how they handle quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Yeah. I feel you. Um, so we're almost done. I just want to do a quick top 10 mock draft. Does that sound good? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's just go pick by pick. So we'll each say, I'll just say number one, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, it's funny. I wrote St. Louis, Los Angeles Rams. Number one, Jared Goff. Yeah. I want Jared Goff as well. That's just what everyone I, yeah. I've been told and I'm not going to change otherwise. Yeah. The, the first reports were Carson Wentz. So when I start, when the, like the first Jared Goff, uh, reports started coming out that he was the guy I always I thought it was like a smoke screen. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just a smoke screen. I thought Wentz was always going to be the guy. I just don't necessarily think you have to have a smoke screen when you're the number one pick in a draft. It doesn't really make much sense. Right. So I think golf's the way to go here. Two, Philadelphia Eagles. Who you got? I mean, they're going to take whoever quarterbacks left. So I think it's going to be obvious to Carson Wentz. Uh, I've said before I wasn't completely in agreement with them to trade all those picks for another number two spot when they're not going to play immediately uh, <clears throat> or really potentially the next two years. Uh, though I think Carson Wentz will start in two years, uh, but it's going to be Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, Wentz also. Obviously, they traded up for a quarterback. Would not make any sense to do otherwise. Uh, three, San Diego. I have no, absolutely no idea what's going to happen here. They can go so many different ways, trade down. Tunzel, Dan Forrest, Buckner. I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey. I think he's going to be a superstar. I think this trade ultimately gets traded, though. Uh, but whoever drafts here is going to take Jalen Ramsey. And if San Diego Chargers uh, stay here, I think they'll take Jalen Ramsey as well. Uh, uh, I want Larry Tunzel just for the reasons before I think left tackles a need there, and I th- or just a tackle in general is a need there. And I think it's a more valuable position than safety. I think both these guys are going to be superstars in the league. And, yeah. That's all I got to say. Next, Dallas Cowboys. Who you got? I think if Jalen Ramsey here, I think I would go. I would lean 60 percent him, forty percent Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, I have Jalen Ramsey going to the pick before, so I'm going to go uh, Ezekiel Elliott here, and I'm going to be really happy. I'm going to buy a jersey next day. Huh? Are you going to buy a real authentic jersey from NFL.com or the Cowboys website? Or are you going to go to get like a knockoff jersey? No, I'm getting the real jersey. Okay. All right. Well, good. 
I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey. He's still on the board. Best player left in the draft. I think the Cowboys have the can can afford to take the best player in the draft, and it's also a need, so it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I want Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think I necessarily say it's a need, honestly. Uh, to be honest with you, but I think they're going to draft best player available. I think on their board, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I think those two are one A, one B for best player in the draft. To be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Uh, five Jacksonville. I'm going to go Joey Bosa. I think Gus Bradley wants a guy that he can consistently count on. Uh, if Joey Bosa doesn't go here, though, I'm going to be really interested. It could be DeForest Buckner, uh, but I think it's going to be on the defensive end. Maybe someone tries to trade up uh, to jump Baltimore for Laramie Tunzel because obviously Baltimore's going to take him, so that'll be interesting. But I'm going to go Joey Bosa here. Yeah, I think if I think if Tunzel falls, then then that then I think if Tunzel falls past to, to five, then I think the the pick's being traded. Honestly. Yeah, but we, that's obviously speculation. It hasn't happened. I'm going Joey Bosa also for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just need Ned Rusher. Spend a lot of money to improve the line. Why not improve it even more? Right. Uh, next, Baltimore Ravens. I'm going Laramie Tunzel. Uh, this will be the quickest pick on the draft if this if this scenario yeah. happens. Definitely. Like will be. Uh, obviously, has the potential to be a perennial All Pro left tackle. Uh, he could be a top three left tackle as soon as next year with Tyron Smith and Joe Thomas. Uh, the kid's really good, and he's going to have a great NFL career. Yeah. Um, six Baltimore. I think any anybody available is going to help them tremendously. They just have a lot of needs. Their entire defense is a mess. They need help at tackle. Uh, I've DeForest Buckner. I think he has the ability to be better than Joey Bosa. I personally think he's going to be better than Joey Bosa. That's my opinion. And I think Ozzie Newsom's going to win the day again. Okay. Seven, San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go uh, DeForest Buckner here. I think this is a guy that could play whether you want him a three technique or outside pass rusher. I think this is the guy that San Francisco needs, obviously. It feels like their whole defense retired last year, the last two years with Patrick Willis, Justin Smith. Uh, they just need a guy that they can build around. I think DeForest Buckner, along with Navarro Bowman, will be will be that guy. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Miles Jack. Obviously, like you said, Patrick Gould's retired, Chris Borland retired, Alden Smith's gone. They need linebacker help. I think Miles Jack can be the guy that fills in perfectly. Yeah. Eight Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think they're gonna go Ronnie Stanley here. Um, I could see them trading back. I think if Ezekiel Elliott falls. Uh, that's who they snapped up immediately. Uh, I also think if the Cowboys don't take Ezekiel Elliott for uh, Dolphins some, somewhere jump to trade up with Jacksonville or Baltimore, probably Jacksonville in that case. Uh, but I'm going to go Ronnie Stanley here. I think Cleveland needs to have a sure piece at the right tackle spot, and I'd go there. Yeah. Um, eight, I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. I think if he's there, he could obviously be traded. They have a need at running back. I think it makes sense. Ezekiel Elliott at eight. Nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We haven't talked about this guy, but uh, I think he's going to be a tremendous player. And it's Vernon Hargraves. Uh, I think Tampa Bay needs some playmakers on the defensive side of football. We talked about the old Tampa Bay teams. They all had defensive playmakers. Uh, Getting help for uh, Jameis Winston also could be uh, at play here. But I would go Vernon Hargraves. Yeah, um, I think got a protector, franchise player, quarterback of the future. I'm going Ronnie Stanley. 
I like the Vernon Hargreaves pick. They could use a cornerback. I like the pick, though, and I think he's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, 10, New York Giants. Uh, I have Miles Jack going here. Uh, I think he has the potential to go above this. Obviously, he has the potential to fall even farther than this. I think the Giants are an organization that have that have taken some risks, and I think they're going to stick to their board and draft Miles Jack and just and kind of get through the knee injury. Uh, hopefully, he can play through the knee injury. Um, but I think the Giants take him up. If they don't take Miles Jack here, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're definitely an option to trade up to three if they feel they have to to get Ezekiel. I think could trade up to eight to get Ezekiel if he's still there. I'm going to go Jack Conklin though. They need help on their offensive line still. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Stanley and Conklin switched here. I could see Conklin going ahead of Stanley. I think tackles a need, and they need to improve it. Yeah, that's fair. Quickly, who do you think the Texans take? If he's there, I want Andrew Billings or Josh Doxson, but I think it will be Corey Coleman. Ooh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I think he's going to be a good prospect. I just I take talent over speed. That's my that's my thought process. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great pod. Yep. Are we going to do a review show next? Maybe playoffs? We'll find out. Yeah. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.